Ah, uh, let's play a game. So a couple of guys drinking and talking and whatever. Shooting the shit. Pretty much, yeah. We should just Last... rename the podcast Shooting the Shit with James and Blaine. There you go. Sometimes yeah. we play games. Sometimes. <laughs> I haven't been in this room since last time we recorded. Are you serious? Really? I swear to God. I just looked at my desk. Usually I unplug my microphone when we don't record or when, we, uh, when we're done. Yeah. But Still plugged in. It means I haven't used this room since. Nice. So been really so, busy then. Been really busy. Or I have a huge house. No, I've been really busy. <laughs> uh, but now things are gonna about ready to get real easy because school's ending in two weeks. I'm not yeah. coaching anymore. Yeah. So that means we can do is. some of these uh, big ass RPGs. So that'll be good. That's what I'd like to do. Or maybe even record like a couple times a month. Get some stuff in our hopper. Or, yeah, for sure. You yeah. know, or release yeah. more. I don't know. I would love yeah, to release a- more if Derek and Don would do that. Um, that was kind of what uh, Video Games the Movie was. It was like I wanted to put more content out there, but then that kind of was like no one was really listening to it compared to this show. We were getting like 50 to 100 listeners on that show. And, and on this one, we're getting, uh, you know, up, up to a couple thousand sometimes. So. Wow. Yeah, and we got a lot of randos listening to this show, so it depends. The episodes vary widely. Like uh, the horror show did real well, the SNES show did real well. Um, I can't remember which other ones. I haven't. I hmm. really looked to see how well uh, the Re- Resident Evil Seven. I imagine that probably pulled a lot because newer games typically get view bigger hits, and then like the really popular games, like if we were to do like Chrono Trigger or something like that, it would probably uh, be one of our bigger shows because. Oh. Sure. I mean, that's. I search for Chrono Trigger like exclusively sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's like one of those things where it's just like, if a podcast mm-hmm. reviewed it, it's probably you know up your alley in some way. Or, you yeah. Know, if if yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, what's been going on this month? Why have you been so busy? Well, just I mean, ending well, last month between since we've talked, um, we had David's first birthday, so yeah, that optimized a lot of my time. And then we had the end of softball season, which we had like these big, like, you know, senior night and our final games. And this season, it's, it's been raining like cats and dogs out here in California. So I had to push all my games to like the end of the season. So it's been bananas. Um, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. Like I said, two more weeks, 10 days, and I am on summer break for 10 weeks. Right on. I can't yeah, even I'm going to teach that. summer school for two weeks, but other than that, I'm doing nothing. That's so cool. Yeah, I, I should have been a teacher, man. I could definitely do with Still time. Breaks. Yeah, Still time. you're not wrong. Yeah, and I've, I've, we, I've we thought about teachers. it. I've thought about it. The thing is, you know, in my area at least, I don't know what you guys make out there, but I have some friends that are teachers, and I make upwards of like 15 grand more than them unloading trucks for a fucking bread company. So mm-hmm. it's like, eh, do I want to spend, you know, four years in college or three or whatever it takes me um, to get a degree so I can teach and then, you know, take a huge pay cut? You know, eh, yeah. not really, you know. 
So, especially my my friends in Oklahoma, those poor bastards are uh, making nothing. You know, uh, hmm. like literally, you can make more money working for Walmart. It's it's so sad. Oh, God. They've, they've been striking because of it. I'm sure you saw that on the news. It's nationwide. They're all the Oklahoma strikes. So, I have, I have. Yeah. We always all, we all. We watch that stuff and we study it. So when we're when time for us to bargain, you know, we know what, we know what happened there. Yeah. Use them as examples. Yeah. Well, we do okay out here, though. You can be a teacher, start out around like 45000 something like that. Yeah. Way up quick. I don't know. It's right around uh, 30, I think, in Oklahoma is what you cap out at. Uh, Jesus. I think we it's... cap out at we can't out like ninety out here. Oh wow, yeah, but you're you're California too. You, you're, yeah, so you're spending. You know, it's like shit ton. I know if like my house was in California, it'd be a half million dollar home, and in Fort Smith, Arkansas, it cost me one hundred and fifty. You know, yeah. I've got a <laughs> four bedroom. Uh, I, I sit on a little little under an acre. It's in yeah. within the city. I've got uh, I don't know three thousand square feet, something like that. Two car garage. Just installed the pool today, above ground. Wow. Yeah, yeah, but it's still yeah. that was a lot of fun, putting that together, and kids are gonna that, love it. That house would be probably closer to like seven hundred, eight hundred thousand in California. Yeah, exactly. Depends yeah. on the area. Well, I'm in a I'm in a beautiful neighborhood, a nice neighborhood here, but Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the house is a little older. It's a uh, seventy eight, I think, so it's actually a year older than I am. But it's sturdy and in great shape. You know, yeah. uh, kids destroyed it a little bit downstairs as far as the carpets and whatnot. But it is to be expected when you run a damn daycare out of your home. You can replace that. Yeah, I mean, really, I just want to put in like all uh, like tile or wood floors or something. You know, eventually, uh-huh. but getting there. You know, but yeah, I've had a yeah. I've had a really productive month. I actually flew out to Idaho to uh, get Caroline to meet her aunts uh-huh. that are in Idaho and all their little cousins and stuff, and we had a lot of fun doing that. And uh, li- little uh, scary. St- uh, on the way there because I had a stop in Colorado in uh, Denver and you know I had one of these tickets that said like uh, uh, to be decided as far as what gate uh, my plane was gonna uh, be at uh, or my next you know my uh, layover you know to my next plane you know they didn't know what terminal it was gonna be at so I was like okay that's cool so I called the wife because she used to work for an airline and said hey can you fi- figure this out for me before we land she said sure and she texted me the gate and i think she said it was 82 was uh, the gate of my next flight so we tagged down in denver i'm at like gate 46 we run to gate um no it was she said gate nine excuse me so we run to gate nine and there isn't a gate nine it only goes to 10 for some reason and i was yeah. like uh-oh because denver's like yeah. this big straight line miles long of gates uh you know i've been through there a few times and i'm with caroline of course and i look i look at the thing that she sent and she sent the wrong thing and told me the wrong thing rather and uh it was gate 82 and so i had Whoa. yeah less than 30 minutes to run nearly i think it was about a mile and a half or something two miles with all my luggage and a 44 pound little girl i just heismaned her under my arm and i just took off man i'm way too old for it i was <laughs> i got there but That's i was funny. like you know like just gasping yeah. for air when we got but we got on the plane and made it yeah. stuff and had a good time and then got to see uh <laughs> kind of silly uh but i was pretty impressed man got to see uh a show because my sister she's married to an officer he's a uh what's known as a wizzo uh for the air force he's a 
tenant, I think. And, you know, but what a Wizzo does is, uh, he's a goose from Top Gun, effectively. He's the guy that drops the bombs in, in, in the plane. He doesn't actually fly the plane, although he is a pilot. Um, mm-hmm. he does all the tactical stuff and drops the bombs and whatnot. All right. Yeah. So they did have a show that just happened to be going on, um, during the week that I was, it was just Providence, and it was uh, the Lieutenant Dan Band with Gary Sinise. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to see Gary Sinise's old ass get out on stage, and you know what? I was, I was really, I, I didn't look up any of his music or anything because I was like, oh, here we go, another you know Bacon Brothers band, or you know Stephen King is the Rock Bottom Remainders, and you know uh, Keanu Reeves as Dog Star, and all these, you know, not great but not terrible bands. And you're just kind of like, I really don't want to, you know, it's like, it's cool, but the music is going to be terrible. Well, no, all they did was covers. Gary Sinise plays the bass, didn't open his mouth once to try and sing, thank God. And he hired uh, four really talented singers that would alternate depending on the song. He had like a black girl that could sing just like really tremendously, like Adele. In fact, she sang uh, Rolling in the Deep and did amazing at it. And then she had a slightly bigger white chick that like had like a real bluesy, awesome voice. And then like two white guys, one sang kind of like Peter Cetera. And uh, I don't know, the other guy kind of had like a real deep bass. And I mean, they just played all the standards, man. And it was, it was pretty cool. And Caroline really dug that. Uh, I got some video of it, you know, silly old Gary Sinise out there. And got to be right up next to the stage because there was only maybe, I don't know, four or 500 people. So that was pretty tight, and yeah, had had a real good time. Flew back and stuff, uh, and then everything went to shit. James uh, got a call a couple of days ago from my biological father, who you know I'm kind of estranged from, but he's a good dude, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But we haven't talked much, and so when I saw that he was calling me, I was like, "Uh oh, what's going on?" You know, and uh, he's having a double bypass surgery next couple days oh god yeah and he's you know he's in his 70s so he's calling everybody to kind of like alert them like hey you know yeah. this might not be this might be it or whatever you know and not yeah. to i was like okay so planning on calling him before he goes under the knife and maybe trying to get him to do an interview just so I, and probably won't put it out but maybe i don't know you know and just like find out about this guy because you know my mom moved out on him and moved literally across the United States when I was six years old. So I have memories of him, and I've visited once or twice, but not for long. Uh, and I remember his voice of all the things. You know, I don't remember his face very well or anything like that. But when he talks, it's like, holy shit. And his life and mine paralleled each other so much, despite him not being in my life. There has to be, like, genetic things about it. You know, he's got a bunch of shitty tattoos. I've got a bunch of shitty tattoos. Yeah, he plays, nurture. Yeah, yeah. He, he plays guitar poorly. I play guitar poorly. <laughs> you know, we're both in the same type of music and stuff. We both like to ride motorcycles. And, you know, I picked up none of that from him. It's just, you know, I mean, like from him as far as seeing and then, you know, monkey see, monkey do type of thing. Uh, It must have all just been in my genes somehow, like that I would be predisposed to like these sort of things. That's kind of interesting. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to get with him and talk about that. And then even worse than that, you know, because that has a pretty high survival rate even for a a guy his age well i don't want to bring everybody down but basically my wife has come down sick and uh we don't know everything yet and i don't want to share too much uh because we're keeping it kind of close and stuff but she's gonna have to go to a specialist and, and have some operations done and stuff and it's 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 not the best it's 
it's yeah potentially I saw that on facebook or something like that she wasn't feeling well yeah it's been it's been about a month now that it's been really bad and uh we've been in and out of the hospital just dozens of times mm, um, God, i'm sorry it, it sucks it does and we, you know i keep hearing you know like we need to do more tests we need to do more blood work we need to do this we need to do that they're kind of finally narrowing it down because at first they were like oh well you're probably pregnant and it's like nah that that can't be it you know definitely not and then we we went ahead and ruled it out we had it tested and of course no um and then it's like oh well it could be this and it could be that and they you know they kept thinking maybe it's lyme disease or maybe it's you know whatever else all this different stuff and we kept ruling everything out systematically and uh finally you know I think we know what it is and we're going to send her into the specialist and they're going to have to do exploratory surgery because unfortunately, yeah, well, it doesn't show up well on MRIs and such, which we've also done, but yeah. And then they've got her on just piles of medication, which is causing all these other problems um, because all of her levels on everything are out of whack. They're giving her everything from uh, progesterone to, uh, potassium <laughs> i don't even know I, those are just like mm-hmm. the two that came to mind she literally has like an old woman's drawer full of pills now as of you know as opposed mm-hmm. to last month where she had nothing and because of all these pills she's taking now she can't do anything she can't go in the sun because she's on these like really high level antibiotics that you know mm-hmm. she she can't drink because her liver functions all out of whack because of this and she can't you know not that she was drinking to begin with much but here and there and she can't uh take benadryl and her allergies are killing her i mean the poor girl is just really in a bad way and it's it's terrible yeah it sucks sorry buddy hey man um you know it's not me i feel great other than Mm -hmm. (laughs) other than i ate uh some food earlier that's apparently not agreeing with my stomach some bad fajitas or something but uh, other than that you know she had i wouldn't trade you know you know uh, bad fajitas for what she's going through ever uh, poor girl i just feel so mm-hmm. bad for it i feel like i need to be there for her even now i kind of like feel guilty about recording a podcast a little bit it's like and so well we'll get there we'll get through it quick nah, it's, it's all good it's all good man she's she's gone to sleep at this point i stayed in there and was helping her uh good you know just any mother's day plans for tomorrow for her <sighs> man why do you do this you know what we <laughs> talked about it i was i was initially going to surprise her with flowers uh her and my mother and i think i may still do that uh yeah. just buy some nice bouquets in the morning you can usually get some pretty cheap stuff day of you not that yeah. not that i'm a cheapskate but i am pretty well broke because everything that's going on um uh, and i'm i'm pretty well broke anyway i'm a broke guy i just kind of live paycheck to paycheck these days it's not it's not great but that's a uh, that's my life but yeah um so when i say to the to the listener you know i didn't i didn't finish the game this month i've been playing as much as i can um i i don't think i'm far from the end i don't know james you've beaten this game right i beat it a few years ago i mean this is the second installment out of i guess you can say four overall games now yeah um and i went through it again i got um say about halfway through uh, that was a few weeks ago, so my memory is... Not, my, see, the problem with these games is, like, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, Arkham Origin, they all, like, merge in my head as one game. Right. So I was, I was really trying to, like, take some notes and really trying to focus just on this game, and I, I, got, a, I got a lot, but 
Hopefully, I don't start talking about Arkham Knight. Oh, if you do, um, you do. It's whatever, yeah. man. You know, <laughs> there's, there's no Batmobile in this game, so that's, that's easy, easy way to divide it. Yeah, uh, there there is in the first game. I remember like briefly it shows up. Yeah, you lock it down. Something. Yeah, yeah. But man, there's a lot I want to talk about about just Batman in general. I got pretty far in this game. I got to where like where I am right now, and I do plan on continuing playing this game because it it is really fun. It's great. It's you know yeah. the first one I beat. It was excellent. It had kind of a weird ending. You know, but other than that, it was it was superb. And this one is oh, yeah. is better. It, you know, the first one yeah. you were confined to an asylum, which was still huge. But this yeah. one feels more like GTA Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? This game was definitely linear. Yeah, you yeah. Forced to go to certain areas, and even though, yeah, like you said, it was big, it was you're still yeah, it, kind of cor- corralled different places, confined within walls the entire yeah. time for the most part. I mean, there's a little bit of city interaction, but. It, but not a lot. The areas were mm-hmm. small. This is an entire city because the premise is they made uh, a, a, a section of Gotham in, or just yeah, off of Gotham. Or whatever, yeah. yeah, into a prison, which, you know, that sounds realistic. In fact, there are places like in Mexico I know of where um, that's basically how the prisons have become. They set guards around yeah. the perimeter, but no guards are within the actual prison. And they just like put like airlift yeah airlift goods in once a month and you know they have their own society inside this place and when it's time for someone to get out they kind of knock on the door and hey is you know is julio still alive and no we killed him three months ago okay and then his family now yeah that's that yeah when you reach that level i think you know you've you've lost control well yeah something needs to be done and that's what batman's doing in this game yeah (laughs) you start the game as bruce wayne and uh, here's a major plot plot hole to me the first one um you know he gets abducted and thrown into arkham city as bruce wayne yeah. because the penguin is trying to come after his ass for you know his family destroying him early on yeah. apparently financially and so he's taking it out on bruce wayne and you get shipped into this prison and everyone's like i'm gonna get you wayne because you know they all want to beat up this wimp wimp billionaire bruce wayne and then like 10 guys get sicked on him and you're in cuffs and you just whip the crap out of everybody you know that's right and no one puts two and two together the entire game (laughs) like you know what that bruce wayne guy (laughs) sure did kick a lot of ass and man was he awesome in handcuffs and and then yeah uh, you know breaks batman showed up thank god yeah It even breaks the penguin's hand, you know, and then yeah, it climbs yeah. away. And and yeah, every time, yeah. every time you're you're walking around, you can listen to these different gang members. They'll have conversations, and anytime yeah. they mention Bruce Wayne, they're always like, "If I see that wimp Bruce Wayne, I'm I'm gonna grab him up and get a ticket straight out of here," you know, and stuff. And it, yeah, yeah. really, because wouldn't you guys be talking about how you know there's like all these guys around? I was like, man, last time. I was down at the quad. I saw Bruce Wayne in a tuxedo and cuffs beat the shit out of 10 guys. It's like yeah. no problem flipping around and throwing kicks and shit. And, let's avoid that dude. Yeah, let's not get near him. But no, they talk about him like he's some wimp. And I just, every time it makes me laugh. But yeah, you go from there, you uh, get to the roof of this place and like Alfred sends in the bat suit, which is a really cool scene. And unlike the first game, if I remember right, 
the first game you start with virtually nothing and have to find all the different gadgets. This one mm-hmm. you start with like most of the gadgets that you left the last game with. You have explosive gel at the ready, which you can use to like blow up walls, and it can also be used uh, offensively. And that, that's another thing I love about this game is every item that you get in the game can be used offensively in some way, and also is used as like a key, a la Metroidvania style, if, if, for lack of a better term. Now, who did you play as? The- very the very first time you put this game in who did you play as initially oh well, Bat- batman why oh okay never okay i'm you know i'm playing this um this like remade version then on the ps4 yeah and you actually have a level as uh, catwoman when you sure. first start out so you don't have that in the original the original one no you do that, no oh, you do that was that was going to be my next uh oh, okay. or not my okay, next sorry. point no 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 you're fine i'm trying to find the differences and i was like i don't remember the first game well enough and i was then you mentioned everybody okay go ahead no, the thing is, you can play through, uh, like, when I put in my disc, it says, uh, redeem your Catwoman code found inside the disc. Well, mine didn't have it because I bought my copy used for $2 at a flea market. And, yeah. you know, I was like, oh, I don't have the code. And even if it did, it had probably already been used. So I was yeah. like, whatever, that little piece of paper isn't in here. No big deal. I just won't play as Catwoman. But it also offers you the choice to buy that and i was like well how much is it you know if it's a buck or two i'll do it well it's 4.99 to get catwoman right but but part of what is the caveat obviously you and i both already like this game you know and usually we save this bit for the last but is it worth it as far as uh the price you know i got mine for two dollars and yeah hell yeah you know if you can find two to five even 10 bucks 20 bucks even it's still worth it but where it becomes not worth it to me is i i checked out this Catwoman thing like you can download Catwoman play as her you can download I think like the Riddler or the Joker or some several villains and play as them you can play as Nightwing you can play as Robin you can change Batman's costume to the old style Batman to the newest style all the different styles all these different things yeah exactly and they're like Catwoman's four ninety nine, Nightwing's four ninety nine, you know, all this stuff. And I added it all up and it was like, I don't know, eighty bucks or something like that. Yeah. If I wanted to get if I literally wanted the complete game, it mm-hmm. it cost me eighty dollars on top of that ten. That's not worth it. I don't care. I like I kinda wanna unlock Catwoman because as you're playing through the game, there are like additional Riddler trophies that are just for Catwoman, and apparently it's yeah. like a whole nother game with all new missions. And maybe Nightwing is the same way, and maybe whatever other I characters. I say you can replay the entire game as Catwoman. Yeah, I believe you can. Yeah, I, I got like halfway through, and then I got to I think I was fighting Poison Ivy. That's a, that's the same game, and then I just gave up. I was like, ah, forget it. Well, I haven't got to Poison Ivy as of yet. Not maybe maybe it's a different game. Don't don't quote me yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it might it might up. be. Um, they they definitely do mention Poison Ivy. And I'm sure I can at some point fight her or something like. So far, I fought. Uh, geez, trying to think. Well, I fought the Joker not long ago, along with his goons. Uh, I fought Raj Al Ghul. I fought uh-huh. Mister Freeze. Yeah. Um, and that's how you get the ice grenades. Uh, currently doing this mission where I'm trying to find a helicopter that um, has some kind of some equipment on it or something, and all the Tiger helicopters are attacking me throughout the city. Uh, yeah. I think I'm kind of nearing the end of the game as far as the main storyline goes, but there's like all kinds of other content I haven't done. I haven't done a lot of the side missions, stuff like that. 
Uh, I do know once once Protocol Ten is initiated, oh, is something you you hear about the entire game. Then yeah. you just have to go. You have to go beat the game. You can't do anything else but uh, beat the game. So if you want to do any of those side missions, you have to do them before. Uh, I believe you have to do them before Protocol Ten. Really? Like Can you not just for, keep playing after Protocol Ten? Because that literally I just happened remember. to me. I, like, I think it, it conf- like, there's a certain point where it just confines you and you have to just go beat the game. You can't like, Oh, go that sucks. That yeah. Really I think sucks. when you beat it, you can go, maybe you can go back out in the play box, the sandbox. But, um, I knew there was one bummer. I was like, Oh shit, I haven't completed everything yet. And then it made me complete it. And maybe it did make me come dish me back out once I beat it. But, oh, okay. Well, I'm hoping so because yeah, I've been, I've been skipping over the majority of this shit. Like, the Zazzy's phone calls, I did about half mm. of those. All, like all the Tiger missions. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I skipped those entirely. You know, the Riddler trophies. Actually, those. Those are so easy in the first game. This one, they're, they're, uh, they take so much more thinking. In the a lot game. of them, yeah. What gets yeah. me is a lot of them are uh, they're made to seem as though it's some kind of fucking riddle. Like, there's this one I went in, and he's like, what starts with a tick and ends with a shock and there's these three on a wall and i was like okay and you can open them and you can grab the three but as soon as you do this like gas starts pouring in and i was like okay and he's counting down he's like two one three or something like that so i was like oh maybe i take the one in the center and then the one the first one and then third that didn't work so then i just kept resetting or not resetting but dying and then getting that little cutscene with the riddler you know and and then trying again and i kept trying and trying and i tried every combination possible and none of them worked and i tried a bunch of my tools and i found like fuck i'm just gonna look this up and it's like oh you can only defeat this after you get mr freeze uh, grenades so you oh, can freeze yeah. the gas and I was like okay mm, then why did he do the whole riddle what starts with a tick and ends in a shock and apparently just because he kills you with electricity oh. I guess I don't know lame yeah so I don't lame 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 what do you think of the uh, combat combat's great in this game uh, combat's great on the first one as well I can't speak for the ones after this because uh, I've been waiting to play those, and I've I've kind of heard those drop off like dramatically after this game. I don't know. Uh, more the same. More the same, really. Okay. Uh, the, but uh, basically, Batman's a badass. You can pretty much butt mash, and I I boss yeah. hog a lot of this game. Uh, Square and triangle. Square that's and it. Triangle. Because yeah. Batman will jump around, just punch targets. Like he'll do flips, friggin' halfway yeah. across the screen to get to some other guy and just pop, 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 pop. And then, you know, you hit triangle when someone comes at you with something, your spidey sense, I guess your bat sense goes off. Yeah. And you hit that and you dodge out of the way and immediately do some badass thing like counter, in the movies yeah. and counter it, you know, somehow see this guy behind you with a chair or whatever it is. And you can do some really cool stuff. Like I, I like to inter- integrate uh, the batarang and the, the gel a lot because you can do a flip and drop some gel and blow it up behind you and you can throw yeah, a batarang yeah. at people, especially if they're holding something like a propane tank or something and they're about to throw it, throw an orang at that, it'll blow it up in their hands and that's satisfying as yeah. well. Some really cool stuff. Then if like you get that. enough combos in a row, don't you go around just like one-shotting everybody? Yeah, yeah. Boom. That's, that's the key. And you can get an upgrade where you can get to that um, combo faster. Faster, yeah. 
and that's that's when the game just breaks itself. Yeah, I mean, it was easy before, it, and and you know they throw in these things that trip up your combos, where they'll have like a guy that uh, is all in armor. He'll be wearing you know mm-hmm. their taped up phone books or like a football equipment or something, and yeah. you can't do your standard punches on them. You have to do like what's known as a beat down combo, and while yes. you're doing it, you're vulnerable to other dudes. And then there's like later there's guys with knives. And you have to like press back and triangle in order to uh, dodge those guys uh, three times in a row. Uh, but I almost never do that. I see a guy with a knife coming at me. I just do the back cape maneuver, stun him, and then I just beat his ass and just move yeah. on. Because fuck it. And then, yeah, you got guys with like shields that you have to like run up the front of their shield and then like come down with a punch on the top of their head in order to get past their shield. Stuff like that. And they throw in that stuff to mix it up, and, you know, that's fine. And then there are a lot of enemies, like the the bigger enemies that you can uh, climb on their back and temporary control, just like the first game and so on and so forth. Uh, they're few and far between, though. You mostly just boss encounters with those guys. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, and the speaking of bosses, that's amongst the favorite thing in the game most favorite things is fighting these bosses because they're just like over the top epic you know i really love the fight with solomon grundy because he's like this huge just over the top sprite and that was awesome i love the fight with freeze because you can't you'll go at him head on you have to like come at him all these different directions and stuff you download this data through his armor through oracle um and it tells you all these different ways, but every way will only work once. Like you can oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. remember like one time you can be like hiding under the thing because he can't look down and then you can jump up from that and take him down and get a few punches in and then get out of there before he gets back up. And then like that won't work again. Next time you'll have to like wait behind a wall that you could blow up to surprise him and then like come down from above with a glide kick. And I think you have to do like four or five or six or whatever it is different ways before you finally smash open his helmet. Cause yeah, he's a real douche because the most of the game you're playing from behind, you're dying of a virus that uh, the Joker has infected you with. Uh, it's the same well, it's because of a increase in Titan, because in the first game, he very stupidly, for video game reasons, overdoses on Titan and becomes this, like, god at the end of the game. You fight, like, Hulka Joker, and uh, it's real silly. In the second game, because of that encounter, he's, like, dying from the overexposure of Titan, and you're trying to... He injects you with the same thing so that you'll be forced to find a cure. So... Yeah. Yeah. So you're always trying to find it, and Freeze helps you because he's trying to get his wife back, as per always. And, like, you learn that you need the blood of Rajal Ghoul to be able to make. It's like a very convoluted storyline. And they keep saying, like, oh, you're going to die any minute. And, like, you'll have these episodes where, like, you black out for a little while, but then you just come back too. And that keeps happening, keeps happening, keeps happening. I'm like, okay, at what point does Batman actually die? Because at this point, like, my face, my character profile face, when they removed the mask for a couple of scenes, is, like, all black and gross-looking. And yet I'm still not dead, so I don't I don't know. But, yeah, every time I think I'm actually going to get it, it's, like, 
it either turned out to be the Mad Hatter or it like freeze smashes the vial in front of your face and puts the other one in a safe and then you beat him and the Joker takes that. Uh, yeah. And then I went to the Joker and didn't actually get the vial. It's just because he used it. And so I don't know where I'm at now. <laughs> like that's where I'm basically at in the game now. I think protocol 10 just went off and that might explain why I got all these helicopters coming after me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I beat the crap out of, uh, the mayor and hung him over a bridge and he like admitted to, you know, his involvement was strange and all that kind of shit. I love that this game incorporates like even the minor enemies like the Mad Hatter and you know just stuff. Just like gonna that. ask if you, you fight the Mad Hatter. He's not a he's a side quest, isn't he? He's not a. Uh, I think he is. I thought it was mandatory though, but it probably there's is. There's a lot of those. I think there's a lot of like Easter eggs in this game. There's a lot more in the first one. I felt. This oh game really? Had a good good amount. Because hmm. the first one you could like see like a um, a villain's like. Uh, jail cell mm. you can like scan through and look around and yeah get that's all right this info what this one that? they had a few buildings that were related to it in the later games they kind of get away from those cool easter eggs oh. i do remember this game though i was like in detective mode like the entire game which is something they did correct in the later games like this game is so beautiful and well done and the graphics are amazing but when you're in the detective mode it's like you're in yeah, I don't know. How would you describe it? Like, like Tron. Yeah, video game world. See, yeah, so it's, and I spent like the majority of my time like in that mode because you can see enemies better, you can see the environment better, yeah. and you can like, see through walls. You, yeah, you can see through walls. So why would you, you know, why would you ever not be on it? Yeah, I, yeah, I feel you, and I, I found myself doing that over and over. I was like, yeah. oh, I'll just stay in detective mode. So if I, you know, if there's a goon around the corner or whatever, I'll see him. But then I was yeah. like, you know what? that's it's it was boring for one yeah. and it like you said it was distra- detracting from like the really cool shit that you see because there's all kinds of as you say easter eggs you know uh posters on the wall of you know solomon grundy or graffiti yeah. or whatever just cool stuff that you can see that if you're in detective mode you're just gonna miss so i uh yeah i, I quit doing that i only go in detective mode now whenever i'm actually pursuing something that i need it you know to be on for um mm-hmm. even boss fights like when i fought freeze i fought it not entirely out of detective mode but 90 percent out of it because it was so much more fun and challenging to do it that way than it was to just like okay i can see him through a wall and he can't see me ha 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 you know he could because he has a thermal reader but it only goes so far and whereas your detective mode just sees the entire room, you know, and the rooms next door to that room and so on and so forth. You can just see forever yeah. that thing. Yeah, it's like cheat mode almost. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets better in later games. They, they does it? Okay. Work around it. Yeah, every, everyone I've talked to has said that after this game, it falls off dramatically and that the fourth game don't play at all. Well, this game was a 10 out of 10. I mean, yeah, it's, so really it's good. Like a, a perfect game. Origins was cool, and then I I really liked uh, A Dark Knight. It got really repetitive. Yeah. Um, but I liked it. I mean, okay. it, maybe I come, I'm a big Batman fan. Oh, for I'm sure. A fan of these games, so maybe that come kind of a homer to this preaching to the choir. But this game is the superior one out of all all four of them. They yeah. make it a fifth, I think. Uh, of course they will. It's cash cow. I mean, at and this I point. heard they're making one similar to this. Rocksteady's making one, but it's gonna be Superman. I don't know if that See? was. Uh, I don't. Know. I don't know if that's coming out or not, but you just brought up something I wanted to talk about. Oh, hey, there we go. <laughs> like, uh, I thought about doing a podcast over it and then like, I thought of it 
after the movie and then pat country kind of thought of the same idea and i was like oh if i do this then everyone's gonna be like oh you're just copying pat but basically the idea is batman versus superman as far as video games are concerned and the whole thing is like almost every batman game has been good to great like all three Batman games on the NES are all amazing games. Um, the Batman beat em up for uh, the Super Nintendo is pretty good. The Genesis one is, is good. Uh, I think it's Batman Begins or whatever. And then there's a couple on the Sega CD. Both of those are good. There's like uh, Batman Returns and then there's Batman the Animated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There really hasn't been like, there's some Batman games that aren't great, but there really hasn't been like a bad Batman game. They're all good. Yeah. Flip that to Superman, and the Superman yeah. game for the NES is a hot turd. The yeah. Superman game for the SNES is okay. Uh, the that's one for the, that's the death of Superman. Yeah, the death and return of that's, Superman. That's probably the best one. It easily I is think of. because and that's not, it's not that great. But it's no, good. the the if one for two player would be a lot better. Yeah, the one for the Genesis is pretty well terrible it's again it's just a side scroller but it's not mm-hmm. nearly as it's not the beat em up final fight style that uh, death and return is and then you've got you know of course as far back as atari those are all terrible but then uh like the n64 one which is just notoriously bad and they haven't yeah they haven't made a good superman game and the reason being is the, yeah the same reason that it's tough to write a superman comic you know uh superman was a serial back in the what the 19 late 20s early 30s i think yeah and initially he was all powerful and it became a moderately popular serial amongst you know the dozens of serials that were of the era and then one day when the person that voiced superman came into work uh, he had uh like a terrible cold chest cold bronchitis and he couldn't they couldn't explain it away because superman is supposed to be invulnerable so they created the idea of kryptonite and all of a sudden you know this character that was kind of blasé and hard to write for because it was just like oh and the evil villains show up and then superman shows up and kicks their ass you know and now there was a way for him to be defeated and that's what you need you need that vulnerability in a superhero they can't be all powerful and even with kryptonite and i guess magic canonically also can affect superman but even with those two things um superman is still basically all powerful You, you know like as far as justice league goes he's like the number one guy you know something happens it's like oh i'm faster than flash plus i can do all this shit i'm stronger than all you guys you know i can even go underwater and do more badass stuff than aquaman sorry he just can't you know something happens in the oceans i'm sending superman before i send aquaman and that's his turf you know yeah (sighs) so hard to write for the sun's shining yeah man has his power yeah hard to write for hard to um make a game for because who do you who's the villain in that you make a you make a beat em up how believable is it if you know thug b comes up you know and punches yeah. superman in the face and he actually takes damage that would shatter that man's hand 
You know, let's yeah. <laughs> how do you explain that away? You you can. It's like this guy just literally hit a concrete wall, you know. And then, you know, they have to dumb down his powers. Even in Death and Return, like you use the heat ray vision and it's like a little tiny blast, you know, you use it the does cold. Nothing. Yeah, every all of his powers are nothing. shit. Oh, he can fly, but you can only fly, you know, above the heads of the enemies and they just stand yeah. there and wait for you to land. <laughs> you know, and you're like, Okay, I'm yeah. come back down and mix it up with you like I'm in damn final fight, even though I'm fucking Superman. Yeah, and then of course Superman sixty four they just turn into, you know, whatever ring it's game that was. Time trial. Oh, yeah, pilot wings, yeah. whatever that is. Meanwhile, you got Batman, who's got all these badass gadgets to do the cool things that he does, which mm-hmm. makes for this really cool game, you know, now where it's like Metroidvania, basically, where you, you get different gadgets to unlock different areas, and you become more powerful through these gadgets and stuff. If Superman were in Batman Arkham City, he would just fly place to place. Oh, Freeze is doing this. Well, I'll just go kill him. I'll just go punch, mm-hmm. punch right through the side of this wall and, you know, I'll use my heat ray vision to to kill him, basically. You know, oh, the Joker's up to this. Okay, I'll just go, you know, kill him. <laughs> I'll just go pick up the entirety of his base and throw it into the sun. You know, it's like, it wouldn't be fun. And that's that's my argument, and I'm sticking to it. Although I have heard that Sun Man, which was a, a game for the NES that was never released, it was supposed to be a Superman game, and then they lost the property and turned it into Sun Man, and then it didn't get released anyway, but now you can find prototypes of it, and they've released it as ROM. I hear that's a really good game. But uh, right. I haven't played it. But if you do want to get that Superman fix uh, retro style, I think that'd be the way to go. Yeah, Find you a copy of Sun Man. I think you can get, you know, repro carts for like 20 bucks or something. Well, we'll see what happens. I heard Rocksteady's doing something with the Superman franchise. Maybe they can restore it or something. I don't know. I remember seeing a game, I think it may have been PS2, where like you, it kind of reminded me in a sense of uh, Valkyrie Profile. You ever play that game? Uh, No. Uh, you absolutely need to play Valkyrie Profile, one of the best RPGs ever. It may even be my actual favorite RPG. Um, brilliant, brilliant done. But the way that game works is you play as basically this god, Lineth, I think her name is, and she like hovers above the earth and is listening for these situations to happen for people they're about to die like warriors are about to die and she'll go down and kind of like watch their story unfold and stuff and then you right before they die you bring them into your army to fight the final battle like you're trying to recruit soldiers for this final battle like ragnarok but you're pulling them right before they would die on earth uh, to fight in this battle kind of thing, if that makes sense, or right after they die, mm-hmm. one or the other. It's been a few years since I played it, but really cool. Well, this game, Superman game, was kind of the same way. I saw a video of it, and was kind of like, I guess that's interesting, where he's just, like, flying above the Earth, and he's using his super hearing to hear when, like, crimes were going on, and then you would just, like, zero in on that on the Earth and fly down to it and take care of whatever that was and then fly back up. And it was like, okay, that's, at least that's a premise that makes a little more sense. But, yeah, they would really have to do something um, unique to make Superman good in any video game, I think. Like, maybe a Justice League game where you could, like, 
have different situations and maybe like Superman's on assignment, you know, trying to do some bullshit with Lex and, and it's like, Oh, well, Superman's not available, but you can play this section as the flash or something and have to use his skill set to be able to get through this. Or maybe you get a choice between the flash and, you know, the, the Martian and or Robin or whatever, you know, like maybe you get a choice of three or four on each mission or something that could be cool. But I don't know. They just keep dropping the ball with the big guy. Uh, both movie-wise and otherwise, you know, I I still maintain the best Superman movies are the ones out of the 70s. And, you know, Christopher Reeve didn't look like he could lift, you know, anything. You know, he wasn't like a, a muscle-bound guy at all. But, man, tremendous actor, tremendous movies, except for the fourth one. We And the third one wasn't great either, but it had Richard Pryor, so I'll give it a pass. What was that game that came out, I think, a couple of years ago, where it was, like, space exploration, but there was, like, a trillion planets and, like, the... Oh, yeah. Whatever, um, what if, oh, see, I think that... fuck. <laughs> you would ask. Uh, I, I know the game. I almost bought it the other day just because, yeah, and they ended up not delivering on the whole... Yeah, uh, they ended up getting sued because they had a lot of... It was false advertising at some point because a lot of the stuff was unable to be found. But anyways, that's what the Superman game needs to be like. Use that engine to like – so you can just fly like all over planet Earth and it like self-generates just new ter- areas and cities for you to go to. And then, mm. the, you know, you get to a certain area, the storyline will pick up and you'll be able to continue on. But cause you can't confine Superman like you said. Like you can't have yeah. just like a city where Superman just flies around just kicking ass. But if you have the whole world available – yeah, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe better. I don't know. Fly different places and get there, and but then once he gets there, what the hell happens? Like said, like, yeah, the problem is he's just sh- uninteresting because he just beats the shit out of everybody. There's no. It know. might have to be like God of War, which just like boss fights. <sighs> like okay, here's Doomsday. Okay, now here's Brainiac. Okay, now here's Luther in his suit. May- yeah, uh, yeah, that could be done. I mean, that, I'm just, I'm trying to help the guy out. Just, oh, yeah. you know, trying, to, trying to brainstorm ideas for Superman. <laughs> Cause even Cause when, he needs a game. He deserves it. Even when he appears in, like, fighting games, like he was in uh, Injustice, Injustice, and it's like, yeah. how am I wow. supposed to expect that, you know, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. Sub-Zero versus Superman is actually any kind of a fight? Mm-hmm. You, no. That's oh, I'm the most highly trained ninja in the world. I move at the speed of light. <laughs> it's like, yes. I am made of and steel. You're dead. Yeah, it's yeah. like I can freeze things. So can I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I move so fast you can't see me, and I'm so strong you can't hurt me, and I have laser vision, and oh my yeah. god. I will throw you into the sun. I, that would just, that would just be if that was an actual fighting game. Like it would just be Superman flying out there, grabbing them by the ankles before they even knew that he was there, and he would just throw them into the sun. And there wouldn't be a round two because they would be you know atomized. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, that's that's the problem. Is like we all know Superman's powers, and if you put him in a video game, like how are you explaining this? Oh well, his powers. You know, at least give us something. Say like. His powers are greatly diminished because of magic or whatever, you know, yeah. something, something. This this fighting arena takes place in the world of magic, so everyone's equalized. Yeah, everyone's dumbed down a bit. Yeah. You know, but I don't At least know. Superman is. Oh, well, one day we'll make a game. Oh, speaking of which, did you get your game in the mail? I have not. The, did uh, you get yours? I just got mine, yeah, a couple of days ago. Oh, well, shit. Uh, I didn't get mine check, yet. Check the mail. Yeah. What was, the name of, what was the name of the game again? Of, uh, uh, Thimbleweed Park. 
Thimbleweed Park. There you go. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm going to play it. I don't know. It, it looks great. I'm just going to be wrong. I don't want to open it, though. Yeah, that's the thing. I was Is thinking I might... Is something? Uh, I was thinking I might digitally download it and not actually open my copy. Um, yeah. It's, been, it's been out for a while. Um, can you get it, like, on the PS4? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe it's, I'll do that. It's been out for a couple of years as a digital download. The only reason I told you about it is because, you know, I was, like, I've been aware of uh, all these different companies that are, like, producing uh, limited-run games and Retrobit and all this, or Retro 8-Bit or whatever it's called. All these different companies that produce PS4 games and such, you know, now they've moved on to the Switch. I've been aware of them mm-hmm. for a while, but I have, I've never delved into it. One, because I didn't have a PS4 for years, but uh, two, because, like... Uh, a lot of the games were games I just was largely not interested in. You know, there are these little indie games. It's like, oh, we put, you know, whatever it is, uh, even like a good game like Edith Finch, like as a physical copy. And it's like, that's great. It's a, at best, four-hour game. Why would I want a physical copy of that? That is a digital game. Whereas Thimbleweed Park is like a full-length uh, point-and-click adventure game, and it's Ron Gilbert. You know, I can't stress enough uh-huh. how cool Ron Gilbert is. He is the reason that I got into point-and-click gaming. You know, he made uh, Maniac Mansion. He made uh, The Secret of Monkey Island and Return to Monkey Island. All this shit that's, like, literally the stuff that brought me into the fold, you know. I mean, outside of maybe, like, Shadowgate, Deja Vu, Uninvited, that was my internship into those type of games and uh, still remains some of my absolute favorite games. I was just thinking the other day, like, what is the best game in my opinion for the nes and it's i think it might be maniac mansion you know it's like maniac Ooh. it's maniac mansion or it's you know the aforementioned deja vu shall get uninvited like those to me are more playable in t- today's time than almost any other game for the system excluding like some of the obvious ones Zelda? Like, but yeah. Not Zelda. Yeah. well super mario 3 punch out they're timeless country yeah. and like those games are great but like tales but I I can play and have played, like I played Uninvited a couple of years ago, and, you know, it had been years since I'd played it, and I was, like, surprised at how, like, well narrated, I guess, is the best word for that game really was. It was incredible. It was, like, the descriptions they give on this and that and the puzzles and stuff were all just, like, it was still just, like, wow, this game is great. You know, graphically, is it amazing? Nah. It's on the fucking Nintendo. None of that shit's amazing. Even Super Mario 3 looks like trash now. I mean, is it beautiful for a Nintendo game? Absolutely. But is it a, you know, is it a beautiful game for even a small indie game now? No, it looks like trash. I'm sorry. People are like, oh, Super Mario 3 is beautiful. Yes, for the Nintendo, it's beautiful. (laughs) But um, none of those games look amazing. If you show someone with modern eyes that doesn't have the nostalgia for it, those games, like I show my daughter NES games, she's why does it look like this you know that's the and you're like well because this is old i don't like it you know that's how okay. i think about when i when i see atari games 100 like, percent. How, how did people do this yeah i don't who, know who wants to do this and this i i own a boxed atari and ColecoVision and you know yeah. butt tons of games and i will never play them and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah. listeners, the people that the only people that play those games are people that like were a certain age and grew up with that stuff. And it's like pure nostalgia. I, I'm the first to be like, yes, Kaboom is an amazing game. Warlords is an amazing game. Like they are fun games to play. They look like hot trash. 
You know, give me that exact same game, but modernize it graphically and maybe add some other addendums or something. And then, then we're cooking with fire. You know, it's like the basis, the base, like gameplay of Frogger is it's fun. It's inherently fun. The Atari version looks like hot turds. It just does. They couldn't do much. It had really good box art. I'll give it that. For sure. All the box art on Atari was incredible. I mean, you had to, you know, had that whole 70s feel to it. I mean, even like chess had like this really epic looking front to it and stuff. And I love the games for that. But, you know, it's not like uh, film where like. And and some people think it is. Some people just won't watch movies past, you know, it's like, oh, if it's made before 1980, I, I won't watch it. You know, it's like, yeah, well, you're doing yourself a real disservice because there is some fucking brilliant shit that was filmed even as yeah. far back as silent film era. I can watch anything Buster Keaton, anything um, Charlie Chaplin, any day of the week. I mean, that stuff is brilliant. I absolutely love it. Like comedy of that era really holds up today, especially since like the stuff they did back then wouldn't fly today. They wouldn't allow you to do the stuff that they, the stunts they performed. And when you're watching it and realizing all this stuff was do- actually done, it's not, you know, uh, CGI or, you know, tricks with wires or something. When you see Buster yeah. Keaton run along the top of a train and young Sherlock Holmes Jr., he's actually running along the top of a train and when he jumps up at the end of the caboose and he grabs onto the the water and the 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 water tower and the water tower opens up and pours on his head and he falls directly on the tracks onto his back he broke his back doing that stunt that is legit that that was real stuff i that's awesome but when it comes to video games it's like okay you're working with uh, whatever it was four bit i don't i don't know the technical whatever you know cuz yeah. i'm not i'm a player and a collector i'm not you know i don't know a lot about the internal workings but i mean an atari everything there is on an atari can fit on the smallest of you know the worst of phones that you could go buy right now you know every every game could fit on a watch you know that's just technology it gets better and better and better and it was so primitive at the time you know it was just novel to be able to bring the arcade home during that era at all and yeah, none of that stuff holds up, man. I'm sorry. I know there's listeners out there because I've talked to a few that are really into the Atari and I get it. You know, if I was five years older, I'd probably be like super into the Atari as well because that's what I would have grown up with. But thank God, uh, I'm not quite that old. And for the most part, you know, I had an Atari as a kid, but I was like three, you know, I don't, I don't have a lot of memories of it. So yeah. Nintendo all the way and even my beloved Nintendo I love the NES and I love the simplicity of it as well but there's maybe 20 games for that whole system that are just like I can still play this you know and, yeah you know how many of those are RPGs you know you got Dragon Warrior 4 and Crystallis uh that's about it. I don't know. There might be some more. Final Fantasy. I play Final Fantasy. Yeah, but I won't play that version. I'll play like a remade, True. better version. Yeah, you know, if you had a better version, it's a, it's a better. Game, because the magic system on the like original it. Final Fantasy is just trash. You know, and then they oh, fix yeah. it in the PS2 or PS1 it's, era. Yeah. It's so slow. Yeah. It's. Ugh. There's no run button, but I still like it. <laughs> I don't know. That's a something that they didn't discover for a long time. Yeah, it was like Breath of Fire 1 and 2 also didn't have a run button. And like, oh, Ugh. God. 
What I are tried you doing? playing those games again, and, I was, the, and the hit encounter is so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, like, I don't know how I did it as a kid. I guess I only had like one game at a time. Right. And that game had to last me like you know three four months. So yep. I mean, I didn't care. I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, and they're that great house. games. If you if you're gonna play through Breathfire one two, I, I still maintain they're awesome. Play them on the fucking GBA. They give you a run feature. It makes them infinitely mm-hmm. better. Um, and of course, three is a masterpiece. Four is as well. Uh, yeah. I don't know where I was going with a. We should play three on this podcast one of these days. I don't. For sure, man. I, get, I haven't actually played. I've watched my buddy of mine, like the next door neighbor, had it. I watched him play through. Oh, I, I never did three. it myself. So maybe we should do that one one day. One day. It's so involving, though. It's it's probably yeah. in, in the least a thirty hour. I would say RPG. Oof. Probably if you really want to get into it, maybe even forty or more, because there's like the whole fa- like you don't have to, but there's the whole fairy town system and stuff. And I mean, you can really really get involved with it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we might do that at some point. We've got a lot of stuff that um, we uh, need to do yet for that we promised to do, including uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, which is like I've, I've had a couple of people say, "Hey, you need to play that." Uh, is that soon. the next game? You know, Let's do that one next. <laughs> well, with summer and stuff, we could. Do you have a copy of Xenoblade Chronicles? Nope, I'll buy it. It's on the Wii. Um, you've got a working Wii, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, you can get that version, and I think it's also on the 3DS, but you have to play it on the new 3DS. It's I don't m- have a 3DS. So. Yeah, I think you'd have to buy it on the new 3DS. I don't think it works otherwise. I do need to buy a 3DS. I want to get that uh, Link Between Worlds. Oh yeah, that would that be is... a that would be a great game to play on the podcast too. Um, uh, yeah, if we Xenoblade. do play if we do play Xenoblade Chronicles, we have to uh, get Cujo in on the show because he recently played through it and he was like, "Hey, if you guys do a show about that anytime soon, hit me up." And I was like, "Yeah, we could do that." Uh, I was thinking about maybe we try yeah, and play it this summer. Care. Yeah, it's like a hundred hour RPG, which we wouldn't Fuck. have to beat. We got Cujo, who fucking spent 100 hours. <laughs> we could rely on his yeah, ass. <laughs> let's go for it. Let's, let's, put, let's put 10 or 20 hours into this thing. and Whatever we can manage. Whatever, okay, whatever okay, fuck it, months. man. Let's do it. Let's play Xenoblade. some Xenoblade goddamn Chronicles, I guess. I'm looking at it. It's kind of, it's kind of role-playing. It's more, is it action role-playing? It's action playing, role-playing, or? yeah. Okay, but you get people in your party, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, pictures. That's it's, pretty cool. It's really good. If uh, Everyone says it's very, very good. Highly recommended by Saiten, who usually him and I don't like the same things, so <laughs> maybe I'll hate it, but I, I it. Looks it looks familiar. It looks familiar. Yeah, and it gives me a reason to play the goddamn Wii, because I literally never touch that thing. Ever. Xeno. All right, good. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll do fucking Xenoblade Chronicles. That was easy enough. I was going to also suggest maybe uh, Thimbleweed Park, but I haven't got my copy yet. And, like, all I got, I got an order confirmation, like, five days ago. And when I hit the link of, like, tracking, it just says, your order has been processed, something, something soon. So I was like, okay, what does that even mean? So maybe I need to write them back and be like, hey, where's my shit, you know? Yeah, know. maybe you should. Yeah, maybe I'll get on that tomorrow. How long a game is that? Can we do that one? It's kind of like an intermission, maybe? We can play that game for a 
week and then get back to Xenoblade? Or I kind of feel like if we're going to do Xenoblade Chronicles, we probably should just do Xenoblade Chronicles because right, it's that right. big of a game. And from what everyone has said, it's like really fun and it'll probably draw us in. So okay. If it does that, kind of like I, I, I'm gonna keep playing Batman. I'm probably gonna play it till I beat it in the next couple of days. Uh, like I said, I feel like I'm pretty. I'm nearing the end of the game anyway, and I don't feel like I have to get like all the Joker trophies or whatever. So I'll probably, uh, I'll probably do that. And um, <sighs> yeah, after that, I'll, I guess I'll jump on Xenoblade Chronicles, man. But I'm, I'm starting to get worried about Wicker Park. Maybe they sent it to the wrong address. I'll send them a message. Uh, I hope not, because I had an I issue where I actually didn'tly sent. I I got some two of the numbers in my address mixed around, and I noticed yeah. it, and then I like wrote them. I was like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey! Don't send that to that address. Send it to this one." They're like, "No problem," and they changed it for me. And I did that like a well a month in advance. So I was like, "Okay, this problem's fine." And even on the invoice that they sent me, it it has my actual address. So I'm oh, like, good. "Okay, it'll get here." And but yeah, when I I just checked the website like confirmation number a minute ago. And it said, like, uh, you know, order's been processed. We'll whatever soon. And I'm like, okay. And I even looked up Google, like, what does this mean? It's like, oh, it just means that the, your transaction is processed, but they're, they haven't sent it out yet or whatever. And I was like, okay. So I, I've w- hmm. been patiently waiting. It's been several days. But to hear that you got a copy already, I'm kind of like, uh, okay. So I'm, hmm. I'm going to send them a message and be like, hey, what's going on? Um, yeah. yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, if I don't get it in the next couple of days, I mean, tomorrow's Sunday, so, uh, yeah, there won't be any mail. Well, Amazon, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know how mine came. Mine was just here. My mine was just here. It was a big old box. You get the special edition or the regular one? I got the regular edition. You get the special? I got the big box, yeah. I'll be damned. Yeah, that one's the more collectible of the two, obviously. I'm going to bury it in my backyard and maybe in 30 years dig it up and buy a car well people were speculating that of the limited run games because most of them only retain the value that they cost initially but -hmm. people were speculating that uh thimbleweed park might be one of the ones that actually does go up in value there's been a couple that have um and it's you know one it's a popular title and two it was the very first game um through limited run to be released to the switch uh so that 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 alone makes it uh historical at some level did you want to talk at all about the uh the stupid Mega Man carts that they're selling through uh 8-bit or have you even seen that i haven't seen that yeah well they they did it you may have saw last year they did this whole thing with uh street fighter where they re-released Street Fighter for $100, and you'd get this red cart, I think it was, and it was it was licensed through Capcom. It was an official game in some regards because it was licensed through the actual manufacturer. Um, it was like 30-year 30 30 anniversary or whatever, and uh, yeah, 100 bucks you get this cart, and you had a 1 in 8 chance of getting a Blanca green one. And everyone was... I know you're talking about, yeah. Everyone was speculating that those things would be worth just bukus of money and shit, and I didn't. I was like, I'm not paying a hundred bucks for a fucking Street Fighter the World Warrior. That's like an eight dollar cart. You can buy a sealed SNES copy for less than a hundred dollars. I'm not touching yeah. that with a stick. And 
they sold out of their print run relatively quickly and then as expected everyone was throwing this shit up on ebay and at first a couple people were buying it at exorbitant prices but then over a very short period of time it was kind of like the snes mini it was like there's only so many people that want this thing and there's like way too many of them so yeah they produced like whatever it was like 5500 or something of those things so then fast forward to today you can buy one on ebay now for like 20 bucks over the initial asking price so like for 120 bucks you can get one of those carts um so yeah and then you can get the green one for like 200 or something um yeah so big fucking whoop so all these people that speculated on it kind of lost their shirt or you know got their money back but that's about it and now mega man same thing they are releasing a mega man 2 for the NES and uh, Mega Man X for the SNES with special blue carts and then if you get uh, one of the 1 in 8 chance or whatever it is it's a glow in the dark version okay uh, also for $100 for a Mega Man 2 or a Mega Man X both of which you can get super cheap hell there's a plug and play version of Mega Man 2 out right now that you can buy at Walmart for 20 bucks actually $17.99 I almost bought it the other night I was like hey cool and I was like I've got fucking Mega Man 2 at home and I've got the Mega Man collection like multiple times over why am I going to buy this fucking thing and like talked myself out of it same with the really cool looking double dragon one in fact I'm looking around my stupid room right now and I've got 15 or 20 of those stupid jack specific plug and plays that I never play if anyone listening wants to buy a bunch of jack specific stuff I've been grabbing it at flea markets for years and I don't know why because I don't have the room for it I've got spider-man and star wars and wheel of fortune and uh, pac-man and stuff and the pac-man ones are pretty cool I've got a scooby-doo one that looks really cool actually never mind don't write me I want to keep this shit it looks cool (laughs) but I will never play any of it they're garbage games man but um yeah I don't need more shit especially shit that I already have you know so I'm not gonna buy it well the whole thing is because they sold out so fast on the first run with Street Fighter they sold out over like a weekend or something or maybe it was two weeks uh, because they did split the release between Capcom's website and uh, Retro 8-Bit and like a lot of people didn't realize at first that Capcom was selling them at all through their website but anyway Uh, so they split the release and I think after two weeks they sold them all and so they figured they'd make it an even bigger print run this time so now it's split up split amongst two games and they made a 8500 print run on each and to me it's like what are you doing you know you're expecting <laughs> us to pay $200 for two games you know you're asking collectors that already have this shit cuz no normal person no like 20 year old kids going oh mega man 2 is being re-released definitely going to get down on that when i could buy the entire collection for 20 bucks or even nine bucks or whatever for the ps2 like no you'll just go that route or or download rom for free but yeah this is specifically geared towards idiots that think this is going to go up in value and it's just not right um my question is when did this happen where all of a sudden when you release a video game we suddenly have to talk about like well it's going to be a collectible yeah when did when did that happen it it happened when it became collectible when the old video games like there's this whole theory it's like for something to actually become collectible it has to be popular right 
and then uh-huh. so popular that it's forgotten about and people regard it as trash and they throw it away give it away whatever and that has to be the, in that area for like 20 plus years has to be like video games look at the nes the nes came out it was super popular big hit then the snes came out and all of a sudden i don't know if you remember i remember vividly the nes was dead to me i didn't want to play that shit it was like fuck the nes i'll sell all that stuff off to get one cart for the super nintendo you know everyone was like that for the most part and and most of us did. And then you couldn't give away Nintendo games for 20 years. You'd go into game stores and they were selling everything for, you know, a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, whatever. I bought most of my Dragon Warriors for a buck a piece from Funko Land 20 years ago. I was like, oh, yeah, Dragon Warrior. I remember these. And I was like, oh, a buck each. Fuck yeah, I'll buy them. You, you know, and that's true of all the the entirety of the you know there back then there wasn't rare games you know stadium events wasn't known as being a rare game 20 years ago yes it's true and then that has to go on for 20 years and then people like me are like oh i remember kind of liking dragon mario a buck i'll buy it and then it becomes well you know look at all these games they start to look kind of cool together and then you end up with 100 and then 200 and then 300 and then like people are kind of like oh yeah i remember the nes that was awesome and then they start buying and so on and so forth and there's a lot less pool now because all these games have been thrown away and destroyed or whatever, put up in attics, et cetera, et cetera. And then the rarities start popping out and so on and so forth. But when you try to make something initially be rare, that never works. The only time that works is if you go, um, this is a limited edition and there is 100, you know, it has to be, the number has to be that low. And then why would you do that to yourself as a company? Like you're going to sell yeah, you wouldn't. producing this product for, that's just it. You wouldn't. So- Everyone else can sell it, you know, scalp it and sell it and make their money. Yeah. They, well, Nintendo <laughs> did it with the NES Classics. It's like, God. They didn't mean was... to. I know. You're right. And they the... they released what they thought was going to be the amount that they could sell, which so wasn't very fired. much. They didn't realize that the response was going to be that huge. So they released this amount, and they're like, this is it. And yeah. uh, when it sells, it sells. But they didn't expect it to sell and then have the secondary yeah. market it did. And when... Uh, Nintendo of Japan was shown hey this shit is selling like fucking hotcakes in the US Japan like rescinded their statement of oh we're not going to release anymore they were like oh that's we're going to make a whole bunch more in 2019 so in 2019 we're getting all new NES classics and you know all these people that paid $500 for one are going to be really sad it's kind of like Yakuza what was it Yakuza 2 was like a super rare PS2 title and uh, everyone was buying them for, you know, $60, $70. And um, <clears throat> then Amazon saw that and, and was like, oh, we can sell these for 60 or 70 bucks." So they just contacted the publishers and were like, Sega, I think. <coughs> hey, you want, guys uh, want to make another print run? Even though, and this just happened like last year. You want to make another print run of Yakuza 2? Yeah, sure, if we can make money on it. So they made an additional, you know, 10,000, 20,000 copies or whatever of this rare game, and all of a sudden your game's worth 20 bucks, you know? And that can happen to any of these games. That's what. If you're in this to make money, if you're into collecting games to make money, I know our podcast is called Is It Worth It? We talk about whether or not a game is worth its price. But if you're in this to try and speculate and make money, you're doing it wrong. This is a hobby where, you know, I bought Panzer Dragon Saga 
because there's no other way to play it. I could emulate it, but I like playing stuff on the original hardware. There's a nostalgic feeling about it, and I, I just think it's better in general anyway. But <clears throat> if they were to re-release Panzer Dragon Saga tomorrow, I would be fine. I'd be like... Thank you. Thank you, Sega, for finally fucking doing this. Everyone needs to play this masterpiece of a game. Same with Shining Force 3, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? You know, yeah. I'm in it because I have these games that I want to play over and over and over throughout my lifetime, and that's why I own the original versions, and it's nostalgic and cool to me, and yes, some of them reach a certain amount of money, and then you've got all these other people that are in it because, you know, like the guy that buys fucking... 10 carts of Little Samson five years ago, and now he's reselling them for $1,500 or whatever. And he's like, haha, I just made 10 grand or whatever. And you're like, yeah. you spent $5,000 five, 10 years ago buying all this shit up so that you could sell it so many years later for that kind of a profit. If that's what you're into, you know, yeah, good on you. You know, you want to speculate for $5,000, great. You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, anyway, Arkham Asylum's a good game. Arkham Asylum, <laughs> I would say, definitely worth it if you got it. For sure. I think I think when I bought it, I got like the season pass, so I got all this stuff like added for free. Yeah, you know, and that's what I was wishing. I was like, how come there isn't a season pass? And it occurred to me that there probably was, and at this point, there's just not. I hear David yeah. up. Yeah, I better get rolling. That's cool, man. I, I'll I'll sign you out, man. We'll we'll see you later. You can just get and uh, right. and I'll just t- roll out with the the emails and such. We'll see you later, James. All right, thanks, bud. See you later. <laughs> later, man. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. That was uh, James just hanging up there. If um if you want to reach him, you can get get in touch with him uh, through Twitter at James Milholland, uh, also at GoodBuddyJames at gmail.com if you want to contact me. I'm at Simon, not Simon, Belmont, Simon with an E, Belmont at Outlook.com, or you can reach either of us at RetroGameCore, that's core spelt like Army Core, C-O-R-P-S, uh, dot com. We have a little website there. It hasn't been maintained in some time. As you may have heard in the episode, my wife's been kind of sick. She's the one that maintains that, so it's uh, pretty stagnant, but our uh, emails and such are still there. You can also check us out at RetroRPG.net, uh, home of the uh, podcast that we kind of piggybacked on, uh, the Retro RPG Show. Um, yeah, listen to our friends at the RPG show, Brent and Nick, uh, you know, uh, Brent's also ironically, uh, going through some problems. His wife is also very sick. Um, uh, I would say praying for you guys, but you know, I don't pray, but you're in my thoughts. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I don't know. Um, keep it retro. We'll see you next time. <laughs>